Welcome to We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together Podcast. You know the man cave mindset. I am your host, John Wayne Willis Jr. And I'm your host, Corey, but you can always call me KJ. Corey, go ahead and tell them what we got on this. First things first, this is the Boundary Free Zone. We're going to talk about a plethora of topics. The only thing that really grinds my gears is that people really believe that life has a, you know, a time frame. Man, that shit crazy because we all still ain't got our shit together. So, stay tuned and have fun. We out. Point me to that check. Next move, chest. Ain't we next? I want to welcome everyone back to another episode of We Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. You know the man cave mindset. And today's episode is going to be great. We have a special guest. But before we get to the special guest, we're going to go ahead and tell you what today's episode is. And that is going to be the culture of consent. Yeah, and for no that, don't mean yes. You say you say no, no don't mean what? No, do not. No does not mean yes. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Unless it's a no yes, right? But with that being said, with no further ado, let's go ahead and introduce Dr. G to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, friends. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. My little Jay Willie. Okay. okay. <laughs> I thought, Introduce I mean, yourself regularly we, to the people, please. Okay. I'm Dr. G. Um, I'm a psychologist, and I'm very excited to be here to talk with my boys about the culture of consent. I think it's a very important topic that we should talk more about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we do appreciate you coming and just giving us your time. I know, especially like I know it's still sunny out there right now and wonderful places that she lives in that are far, far away. And, you know, that people just want to live. Yeah, the, home, the, home, the home, the home, the birthplace of the rock. Put yes, yes, yes. It's a wonderful place to be. One day you're going to stop playing. Uh, uh, I can't afford Hawaii. <laughs> I got to go out there anyway. My brother, he just moved out there. See, your brother's like a smart man. I hear it's, I hear it's beautiful. But uh, before 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 we turn this into a travel podcast, <laughs> aka wink wink, um, let's go ahead and have you do us a favor real quick, Angie. Yes. Um, can you give us the clinical definition of sexual consent? Okay, so there is a difference between a clinical definition of informed consent, which is making sure that whatever party you're engaging with knows exactly what it is that you desire to do and agrees to every single step. The definition of a more legal definition of consent is one party and like agreeing voluntarily, so under no duress, under no coercion, to engage in another person's proposal. So whatever that proposal is. Um, so it implies both an agreement as well as a request, just to be clear on that. Okay. Okay. Agreement and a request to be clear. Mm -hmm. So that is the definition to the T of what we should be looking at when it comes down to people having the conversation of consent. Now, absolutely, Corey, You're tell me what you learned of consent growing up. I right, so there's multiple ways you can find the consent is just how you play it for one. Two, with my experience, I learned to 
let the female make their first move and then so once she touched me at a certain place i know okay this is time for whatever's about to happen whatever section encounters that she wants to you know get into so mm-hmm. it's it's more of a of a um people when people say fill it out it was more of that type of situation what they used to say back then. okay mm-hmm. okay um i think for me i think how, how i look at it was the conversation of consent wasn't necessarily brought up when we talked about sexual action. I think the consequence of sexual actions was brought up before the question of consent for me came about. Right now, I'll, huh? What do you mean consequences? Okay, so what I mean by when when I, you know growing up when somebody gives you the talk supposedly. The talk is like yeah. consequence. You can have a baby. Consequently, you can catch a STD. Consequently, you know you got a crazy woman on your ass. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that was taught to me coming up that you have to be, you know, mindful of that versus mindful of how you're going about receiving and engaging. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is really, really important um, mm-hmm. as as a, as a topic content. I mean, for this content that we're we're, we're doing today, um, it's been on it's been on my heart heavy um, for a few years now. Especially, you know, just having a daughter. And, and it's not mm-hmm. say that men don't need or don't deserve this because this is for men just as well as it's for women and vice versa. It's for it's for people. But absolutely. But you know, I used to always hear rape culture. Used to hear. The culture of consent, like what did that mean in general, right? And so, you know, I just thought that this topic would be really interesting to bring up, and it's interesting to hear. So, for you, Angie, when yeah. was your first introduction to what consent is or sexual consent? Ah, uh, you know what? Sadly enough, um, probably when I was in grad school. Like, did I really yeah. start? <laughs> did I really start thinking about? what does consent look like and what is it supposed to look like for somebody to ask for my consent like really you know in in every stage of any kind of physical encounter which yeah it's 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 really sad but i never really got like the talk i got much of what you were saying the consequences you know like if you have sex before you're married it'll like make jesus sad or you know you can get pregnant like <laughs> no that's not with me <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was the talk that I got. Like, you don't know, crucify Christ and it was like, oh my God. So, <laughs> so I had a lot of religious, a lot Christians of Christians like, is wild, bro. <laughs> Christians is wild, bro. Keep going, keep going, keep going. But yeah, just a lot of lenses and also um a lot of lenses as a female, um, being expected to be a certain kind of way and then growing up, yeah. you know, and getting a little hip, getting a little getting a little cake, getting a little cute, being expected to, you know, bypass having consent bypassed for me pretty yeah. much. And so really not until until grad school did I have individuals that were really adamant about making sure that they were seeking my consent for everything, which was an eye-opening experience. Yeah, I mean, I think that's eye-opening. I think off air, we talked a little bit about, uh, okay, before I say what we talked about, I'm actually, have you heard this term before we had prep, Corey? Enthusiastic consent. <laughs> Had you heard that before? Bro? I ain't gonna hold you. Nah, I ain't never heard that before. 
Never like so during prep, I mean, she she is a doctor. I mean, okay, what is what is the full the full uh degree scope of what, I what have your a PhD doctors in psychology? Is? So a PhD in psychology, is there any focus on sexual or health education like that? Yeah, my particular focus is, and I'd like to get um, certified as a sex therapist as well. And so my research for my dissertation was mostly on sexual behaviors and okay. consumption of sexual material. Okay, okay. So yeah, I have an interest in it. Yeah, so so she got an interest in it. Not only does she have an interest in it, she kind of has a bit of a a stake in it now. You know, I don't I do. know. I ain't never wrote I no dissertation a day in my life, right? So, you know, I'm <laughs> pretty sure she wrote it. like 25, 30 pages of half a book on... Yo, uh, 259 pages, my dude. So she wrote an entire book. <laughs> Yo, she wrote an entire book <laughs> on sexual behavior and information, yeah. people. So yeah. when, I, when, when I say it's cool to actually bring her into the podcast for this, we're going to get a lot of great information. But, you know, and that's eye-opening for me to hear, you know, for you talking about grad school was that concept of being introduced to it. Um, yeah that you know sparked this to move forward to to where you are right now um mm -hmm. moving a little forward speaking about all of this um when um, okay it's not, yeah, I, I, how do i word this when do we as a culture and as parents um begin to break down and how do we begin to break down to teach um that that ability to 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 expect to receive consent mm -hmm. and and expect to give or to ask for consent basically honestly and i know a lot of people don't typically like hearing this especially depending on what culture you come from you know mm -hmm. especially for black and hispanic culture you're kind of just expected to like kiss aunties and uncles and hug them and all of these things but truly like really the the talk about consent comes from body awareness. Like when you're teaching your child the appropriate names for their genitals, you know, when you're bathing them or having conversations about nobody is allowed to touch you here, or you need to ask this, or you need to ask that. Like it really does come down to having those conversations as early as possible and allowing them to mature in content as your child matures, but also availing yourself to, you know, what, what, it, what are the stats out there? What it does look like and how consent and lack of consent incorporate and contribute to rape culture, right? Because that's never something that we want our kids to experience. Um, but I think it's a really uncomfortable topic for a lot of parents to dive into. And so I think just, just making sure to have those conversations as soon as possible and as comfortable as possible so that it just becomes normal. Yeah, that's dope, that's dope. So Corey, as a parent, as as a parent, have you and your wife started the concept or or the conversation of consent yet? And if so, how did Absolutely. how did you guys go about doing it? Absolutely. Um, for one, as growing up, she's absolutely right with that. We have instilled, hey, nobody does this, nobody does that. But me personally, when it comes to my daughter. I'm not hands-on when it comes to, let's say, her taking baths at, at a young mm -hmm. age. I'm Me personally, I don't believe that 
the father should be the one helping to make her take a bath. That's what the mother's for. She's able to teach her certain things to clean that I don't know. She's able to teach her and have these certain type of conversations that it will be more uncomfortable for me as a man to have with the little girl. So I kind of put certain things in her hands when it comes to that aspect. Okay, okay. Um, I, I am I am going to 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 go in on what Corey said. I mean, I, I also am a parent and and have a daughter. Um, but I, I'm a little different. I, I believe I should be hands on, not necessarily in the uh, the the concept of bathing, but in the concept of having the conversation that even as a man, as your father. I still need your permission to oh, yeah, of help course, that. or that, of or, or 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 something like that. And if it's a conversation about you know making sure your your vulva stays clean, right? As she learned how to white technology. Come on now, man. Yes. I, I'm I, a smart. I'm a smart brother. You feel me? I, I, I smart. I right. Feel you. And so, I love and so, and so, the conversation goes for me. Because I think Angie kind of tapped a little bit on it. And I think that we're all kind of leading to that conversation mm -hmm. of how the beginning stages helps to protect the stage that every kid eventually gets to yeah. once puberty hits. And that's the rape stage, right? Mm -hmm. And so having that thing where Angie said earlier, you know, even if it's auntie and uncle or grandma or grandpa mm -hmm. or mom or dad. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And that's the conversation. Children have their own minds. Right. Mm -hmm. And as parents, we can sometimes teach children to disassociate yet again, <laughs> that there's a difference from them having the ability to either say yes or no. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's a whole nother ball game setting them up for failure a bit in the future because we got to think what's being moved and what's being changed throughout the process. So let's kind of go ahead and go ahead and dive in the deep end about this rape culture thing. Right. Hey man, she told me that I've been raped while I was at work. Basically. assaulted at work. I know, I know the whole thing. Assaulted oh my gosh. I mean, it is, like I said, it's so much more common than, than people think for men and women. It just, it just but is honestly, as great as well as assaults. But honestly, the most fucked up part about it is the fact that is I had a woman look at me like, wow, you've been sexually assaulted. Like, look how big you are. Like, what? Like, so you don't believe a woman can actually do something to a man like the same way a man but can I, do something think, to a woman? I think I think the what process. I, no, she, oh, she just looked ahead. at me crazy and funny and walked off. And like, I'm in front of all my other peers and I'm literally asking, like, so. You truly think that me, just because of my size, I can't be groped. I can't be oh, sexually assaulted. Wow. She just looked at me crazy. I'm like, ew. Yeah, I mean, listen, dumb, dumb, you can educate. You can't fix stupid. And so, okay, now, I hold mean, on, hold somebody... on. I'm, I'm about to time out right here. I'm about to time out right here. All right. Woo! So, so go. this goes, this, this, this honestly goes back into society norms, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes yeah. to rape culture, for how many years has rape culture been focused on a victim being a woman 
and mm -hmm. a man being an assaulter or an aggressor, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at a guy like Corey, who happens to be 6'4", broad shoulders, you know, looks like he can knock your head off. Is he supposed mm -hmm. to knock this woman's head off that touches his genital region, even though it was unannounced and unwanted, right? And so mm -hmm. when you look at that conversation, it's going to move from, oh, my God, this 6'4 black man just hit me to it had nothing to do with me groping his penis, right? Mm. And that's a different type of conversation that people don't have because in society, we're allowed to continue to view rape culture as a singularity event. And I, I think that that's a concept that has to change. Have both yeah. of y'all seen the movie Antoine Fisher? Yeah, that's crazy. With Denzel Washington and the dude or whatever. And what of happened course. with him? Um, I think it was yeah. his older sister or whatever who raped okay. him. Yeah. So, 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 I'm okay. I I know I'm not the doctor. Sorry, Doctor G. But <laughs> but tell me if I'm wrong. This is one um, thing I'm very abreast on in the sense of understanding the numbers. Mm -hmm. I think it's like somewhere uh, between 65 and 75% of all children at some point in their life are either molested or sexually mm -hmm. assaulted by somebody close to the family or a family member. Right now, or I'm not, I don't want to misspeak. And so I can't give, I can't give stats overall. Okay. So that. don't give a stat. But Just tell me if it's, it's, does it happen more often, often than not? Very common. No, I mean, okay. to be honest with you, sexual yeah. assault within the family dynamic is exceptionally common. I mean, and it yeah. crosses across cultures, yeah. across religions. It is exceptionally common. And it goes back to what we talked about before, <clears throat> excuse me, about allowing your child to know what is a boundary, allowing your child to say no, all of these things, allowing them to feel uncomfortable and taking account when your child feels uncomfortable around yeah. somebody. But it also even goes back to the fact that you guys touched on it. We have certain stigmas and we have certain paradigms within religious sex, within cultural and racial sex that, you know, certain things you just don't talk about, certain things you just kind of sweep under the rug or certain things you just ignore. Like when Corey was having the conversation with the young lady about him being able to be assaulted and his options of if I do strike this woman, right? If I choose to defend myself against an assault as a big black man, I now face other things that yeah. somebody else in my position may not. And so just like women who are assaulted, if I say something about this, I may receive reprisals because of my position that I may not want to encounter or incur. Or if I do take my auntie or my dad to the police for touching my child, what will happen within my family dynamic? And so we do face a lot of these, a lot of these, I'm just going to outright say it, idiocies that we really have to dismantle and decompose so that we can grow healthy sexualities and that our children can have a chance to form healthy identities and sexualities, 100%. So I think for me, where 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 we are right now at this moment is that I I don't know if anybody else has coined this statement, right? Mm -hmm. But I've coined it to myself, meaning sexual situational awareness, right? Okay. And so I think what we're standing on, and I think Angie even spoke to that process. I have only ever talked about it beyond the puberty scope, right? And mm -hmm. I think that you just kind of brought it into play for me 
when you talked about having the conversations move as maturity level moves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, right now my daughter's four. So mm -hmm. the conversation is, hey, baby, if you're uncomfortable around somebody, I just want to know. Right. Mm -hmm. And then let's try to have a conversation so that you can best articulate why you're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Is it because they don't give you what you want? Like, you know, oh, they don't let me watch TV. So I don't want to go over there or they won't mm -hmm. give me no ice cream. So I don't want to go over there or <laughs> daddy. Sometimes they really make me feel uncomfortable. Then yeah. that's when I want to question. Right. OK. What yeah. you mean they make you feel uncomfortable? Because now I'm about to go over there. Be like, what you mean? I'm about to feel right? So, that's one thing I fear. Because my response is, it, it, yeah, I don't think I don't I think like I would have a very a very good response to it. But I mean, I also think that the process. I mean, that's the thing you got to try. Because right, that conversation, especially for a child, yeah. needs to be as calm and as, as palatable as possible. As possible yeah. Because kids also think if I tell daddy. Daddy will get in trouble. Kids have that like awareness of what will happen if I do this or what will happen if I say this, right? Yeah. And so making sure that that kid feels like, no, you know, I may kill them, but that's, I'm not gonna say that in this conversation. You know, just call <laughs> daddy or mommy what happened, you know, and we'll talk about it. But even yeah. like you guys, I mean, you guys have different paradigms possibly on this, if I understood it correctly. But I also think normalizing having sexual awareness conversations yeah. with both parents, you know, okay. like with okay. your dad, because as young girls, how many young women are taught to be able to hold their own or have a conversation with another man about sex until it's a man asking them for sex? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's real. Or even That's young real. men. That's real. And also, I mean, not, we yeah. don't teach young men the same thing that we teach young ladies that your sexuality <laughs> is a gift and it's a yeah. choice for you to give. It's never an obligation and nobody owns it but you and you don't owe it to anybody for anything. We don't teach young men that. We really don't. And I think that that has to start becoming more of a norm as we talked in post um, mm -hmm. about even the rape of sexual assault and the expectation of, of men and women of consent because women aren't often expected to provide consent or request consent of men in my experience. <laughs> and it's yeah. not, it's, it's, it's not acceptable on either side of the coin, you know? And I, again, I think it comes back down to what are we teaching and how are we training? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, personally, I feel like you, you hit a strong point because what we do teach young ladies, we do not teach men. Right. Personally, like it's, um, it's oranges and apples, bro. Absolutely, it's, it's oranges and apples. You telling, you telling, you telling awesome. the young lady that she she's this this beloved princess and nobody will ever hurt you or daddy <laughs> will always be there to protect you regardless of whatever. It's just not true. Like it sounds great right yeah. now, but it's not true. I mean, eventually, at some point, you're going to be away from my protection, mm -hmm. off. God knows where, if it's college mm -hmm. or if you're moving for a job or whatever, right? Even if yeah. it's in high school and you're going on a field trip or whatever, or and you look at guys and it's like, yeah, son, let put them down, bro. Put them down. Like, do what you gotta do to get them. Like, you know, and then we have those they two say no, try, try, try again. Trying to come together and have the same sex. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Your son is like. Yeah, I'm a lady down. And then your daughter's over here like, I'm a whore if I do this. Like, oh my God. You just create such chaos that makes no sense. Like, we got to stop. Nah, I mean, I, de I, definitely, I definitely agree with the chaos part. It's I wild. Mean, I, and now, you know, I, I say for me, 
and 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 I, and I come from being the man. And <laughs> when I say that, when I looked at sexual situational positionings that I have been in 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 my life. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is going to feel and operate the same way I did. Right. The first time I was faced outside of the house with a situation that was uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. I created a set of rules, <laughs> like a whole set of rules. Like, dude, mm-hmm. this situation right here, mm-hmm. like I'm thought I'm supposed to get some, and Shorty is like, right? So mm-hmm. I felt off, right? Okay, mm-hmm. something about this feels wrong. It wasn't mm-hmm. that I had had the sexual situation awareness board, but as mm-hmm. Corey talks before, it's a feel that you get. Like, if you know she does this first and she does that first, you know, the move is supposed to, you know, keep going. But for me, no. like, I felt I felt like a whole X in the, in the vibe and in the body. And oh, after yeah. that, I was like, look, I need to know why you coming here, what you expect from me. This is what yeah. I expect from you. And But it was never a thought of realizing that what I was doing was for consent. I was doing it to not be disappointed again. Mm. So I think that that was like a, a thing for me. It became mm. a, a protection, right? But mm. it wasn't a protection of sexuality. It was a protection of my ego. It was the protection mm. of, 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 of me releasing dopamines with the expectation of, an, of, of having this, this wondrous blissful end. And it did it. not come to fruition. <laughs> I, I mean, well, I can understand. Why would you say I sound like the doctor today. <laughs> oh my goodness! But now, I mean, but I'm very aware of John's rules, and I think that on one hand, I will say, I think your rules are utterly ridiculous. <laughs> And on the other hand, I will say that I think your rules, the fact that you created rules, like you examined the situation, created rules to keep you safe in whatever way you needed to remain safe, right? Yeah. The rules that you designed were about making sure that clarity was given on both ends. And so to that effect, I'm like, you know what? Those rules are what you needed to keep you safe and what another person needed to feel aware of what was going to occur. And on the other hand, I was like, this is rubbish. <laughs> but, you know, we all have- It can't be rubbish, bro. It can't be rubbish. You can't <laughs> like and hate something at the same time, right? It can't be rubbish. You yeah, I can. Duality is the spice of life. I love it. That's, that's, that's called being a woman. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, look, I do understand that, like, perfect example. Um, I used to have a rule, you can't come over to my house after 10 o'clock at night. Like, not going for it. What are these rules? These are six hours. Yes, these are rules. You're not coming to my house after 10 o'clock and we're not having sex. Like, you wasted my time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's be clear. Like, I I could have been here by myself, not bothered, just been chilling. Playing some 2K. Playing some 2K, doing whatever you had to do. In hopes of something else. I said play 2K. That was sweet. That was special. I mean, look. (laughs) Okay, so I think think what the conversation is on this, because we're talking from the layman's sense, like being two males and having Mm -hmm. the one female perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard different perspectives, like, Somebody would be like, oh, so no woman is allowed to come to your house and kick it? I said, no, that's not the case. It wasn't that any woman wasn't allowed in my house. Absolutely. But if I had a thing for you, 
you not allowed in my house after this point. Absolutely. Right. Because somebody else like, like, that's, that's the conversation, right? That's the conversation. People are like, oh, you can't just tell no girl she can't come over. Like, it's, it's unfair for you to say that y'all can't come over after this time or she can't spend the night or she can't do this. I said, it's 100% fair for me to say this because mm-hmm. I know what my sexual mind is like and how mm-hmm. it kind of rules a body. And we're both large men. Mm-hmm. And be, being large men, that is not a great place to be. Absolutely not. It's not at all. Why? I need you to clarify why, because that came off sounding a little like, oh, so clarify why it's not a great place to be. Yeah, let me. Okay, let me okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what I, what, okay, so, so, so what I mean by this, right, yeah. is I think that two people should be on a wavelength, right? If yeah. I know that I'm pursuing you because I want more than a sexual relationship with you, if we're mm-hmm. kicking it, I'm cool with that, right? Let's let's, let's be mm-hmm. honest. I'm mm-hmm. not that type of dick. Now, <laughs> if I know that all you are to me at that time is sexual mm-hmm. pleasure, yeah, and that's not what I'm going to receive, mm-hmm. there is no reason for mm-hmm. you to kick it with me. There you go at my place. In my at this time, at 10 because, o'clock at night, because I am not going to have blood here but there, and there's no reason for me to have blood there if it ain't going down. And, and another way I can't explain it is you might have two ladies, one of them you established a friend, a, a mm-hmm. friendship. Yeah. Friend come over. Come at 10 o'clock at night or 12 o'clock at night, That's and good. you won't expect anything. Then another yes. woman, you're like, okay. We haven't established a friendship. We just have sexual interest in each other. You come in here at 10 o'clock. You laying in my bed. We laughing, talking. What else am I to expect? And, okay. I think that. Okay. I think that's okay, Tom, I, I, I was going to go there. Remember go there. when I told you, if you're teaching your child, your sexuality is yours and yours alone and nobody. <laughs> nobody is owed it and nobody can expect anything of it. If that's the programming that we're given, right, or that we're desiring to yeah. give, that expectation of, and I mean, same thing here. John knows because I was the friend that was allowed to come over, and it got me so yeah. much hate in college. Like, oh my god, like <laughs> why are you allowed to go to the house at ten o'clock at night? Because John and I are not smashing. Okay, that's oh, my yeah, like, You feel me? But John also it. knows the rules that I had. Yeah. If I am going to engage you in a certain type of way, I am explicit like one of the things i say is i speak in neon there is no ambiguity in what (laughs) i desire from you and what Mm -hmm. you might desire from me or me requesting to know what it is that you desire from me and we'll move accordingly like that's just what it is and if you ever step outside of that boundary depending on where i was in my development or where i was at in my life i'm either going to get uncomfortable and have another friend come over i'm going to call john i'm going to call somebody else because i no longer feel certainly safe that you're going to maintain our agreement or mm-hmm. you're going to be asked to leave like that's just that's just what it is but i have no expectation of what will occur even if that's what we agreed to because you can change your mind at any time that's the beauty of consent we could have agreed Absolutely. like hey you about to roll up here i here agree at right all right cool I, this I, is I, I, I do agree with you i do agree with 100 percent. only thing yes, i'm saying at is any to time, prevent you can these mind. situations to prevent mm-hmm. them, there there need to be rules and understandings like mm-hmm. if you know hey 
you, this is not what you're into, then mm-hmm. hey, we need to kick it anywhere before ten, before mm-hmm. ten at night. Let's actually Yo, get to know each other. Come, you, you better come meet me and Jr. Crickets for 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 some wings and some drinks, <laughs> and then you driving your car and I'm driving my yep. car, so that I way agree. we can pot. Because I agree. if I pick you up. <laughs> The boundaries are solid and the boundaries are important. What I'm speaking to is the change of mindset as well. Like, cause, and I don't think that it's anything wrong with that. Cause again, we're coming into a new time. We're coming into a new age where we're really taking ownership of what we want our mental, sexual, and emotional health to Mm -hmm. look like as young Mm -hmm. adults. What we want that to look like for our kids, because we didn't really get it. And so y'all being disappointed, there's nothing wrong with that. That was the training you received. But I know for me, if I'll be 100, when I'm disappointed, I behave in a way that may be coercive or I behave in a way that may make you want to take care of me in a way that you didn't intend to. And so when I say change the mindset of disappointment is more to calibrate consent. Like in my mind, it's consent can be given and taken at any time. And no matter what this individual has agreed to. So say, like I said, Say our our agreement was you go come over here and we are going to engage in X, Y, and Z. And that was our agreement. So when you get yeah. here, I'm ready for X, Y, and Z. I'm totally don't, ready for Don't, it. don't try to be and you're Q like, and E up in here. Hey, what do you mean? <laughs> if you came up in here and you're like, I... Like, I like, hey, that, I, I'm just trying to hit the G and the P if you let Listen, me. Listen, I'm saying if we start doing X and then you're like, I don't... You know what? I'm good here. I don't want to do Y and Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to maintain a state that is not disappointed simply because I know for a fact, if I do, you're going to do something that I wanted you to do that you no longer wanted to do. And that's coercion. You feel me? Okay. And so mm-hmm. that mindset changing your behavior has to be what has to be what we grow into and has to be what we feed into our kids. It just has okay. to be. I'm 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 a I'm a segue is not not off of this particular well, hold on one brand second. of topic. Hold on one second, John. Hold on one second. I'm not taking this off this part of the topic, but I had something I wanted to add in. But go ahead, you can go first. No, I was saying that uh, remember earlier you were saying that you have to know the state that you're in, the place that mm-hmm. you're staying, because perfect example, uh, North Carolina. Whoa. Don't want to move to Carolina, baby. <laughs> because that shit don't even matter. I get in. I get to stay in. You feel me? Yeah. So you don't you care what you say. Saying, you do have to know everything to, to go on. I'm just piggybacking off you said because mm-hmm. a person might change their mind in the middle of it. And by law, they don't have to stop. So you have to yeah. know where you stay at and what's going on. Okay. Yeah, no, no, so I'm not well, disagreeing with you. Before Angie answers that, I think that this is a good position for Angie to now explain because we we've heard you say earlier in the podcast, but it wasn't really explained mm-hmm. what can what um, enthusiastic consent is. And then yeah. you have certain states, and, I, and I'm not I don't know all the states, but you have certain states mm-hmm. that require enthusiastic yes. consent, and mm-hmm. then you have oh, wow. states like North Carolina that is just doesn't require shit. <laughs> I mean, North Carolina is rape culture personified. It makes my brain explode. Yeah, it's kind of crazy out there. It's kind of crazy out there. Okay, and and, and let me say this right. If anybody that listens to this podcast lives in North Carolina, we are not saying that you... No, we're not saying saying that you're being raped left and right. What we are saying is that there is a... 
there is a <laughs> chance that if something happens that you did not consent to, yeah. okay, okay, I, I got to rephrase something that you consented to originally, but change your mind, you will no longer be able to consider that rape within the confines of the state of North Carolina. So to so, be clear, consent does not exist sexually in North Carolina because the whole entire point of consent is the ability to revoke it. And if you can't revoke your consent, it doesn't exist. So move. I'm saying it. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> but the housing prices are so, amazing. So, so get explicit. If he puts yeah. it in, you you let let put it in. Only there. I mean, listen, nah, 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 I'm saying nah. so. Nah. Okay, so time out. So, 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 so time out. If you so, if Morgan gets a ride to go to like North Carolina, right? Am I supposed to be like, nah, you can't go? Hell yeah. yeah! Hell yeah! Okay, fair enough. Maybe you got to go to other schools that have actual consent laws. Let's try those. <laughs> because right. yeah. you got to think about this. So, so, In college, people have a problem with date raping. You have a, a lot of it sexual is. things in college. And since you have a lot of sexual things, the last thing you want to be is in a sexual place. Yeah. And you can't say no. Yeah. Hey, hey, hold on. Hey, hold on. Hey, you got, hey, 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 hey we got to coin that, dog. Yeah, say it one more time for people in the back. Go ahead. Oh, you yeah, you cannot. Yeah, you do not want to be in a high sexual place, yeah. and you cannot say no. Yeah, that, so. will, that will ruin you for the rest of your life. You I mean, mentally. I mean, you, you you think about it. It it is it is it. Nothing, it, it is mentally draining. In North Carolina just fuck them all. Yeah, <laughs> so it is very mentally draining for any person, male or female. To be in a situation and feel like there's nothing that you can do, and that's kind of what yeah. Carolina provides for you. I mean, regardless if you're on campus or not. I mean, and and now we're talking about criminally. Most schools mm -hmm. will either expel or or, or or handle the person that is a part of the sexual inter mm -hmm. interaction as long as it's not somebody that makes them millions of dollars per year. So well, shit, the damage is done already, though. Yeah, damage is done. So they expel the person. Yeah. And most schools don't pursue criminal charges. That's no. not the narrative. And in fact, a lot of schools, like if you look into the stats, there was a wonderful documentary done a while ago, and I can't recall the name, but it was looking into the stats of actual reports of sexual assault, both male and female on college campuses and actual disciplinary action in congruence with them. And it was like one in 15 that they well, actually I mean, the, 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 the concept of that is regardless of what school you go to, schools never want bad press, right? Exactly. And sexual assault is one of the worst press that you can get. And we're talking yeah. about we're talking about small private school. colleges to large state mm -hmm. schools. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's 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 really wild. Let's let's kind of jump into a little bit before I got lost. Corey jumped into the to the state thing. Um, so we've kind of already at this point covered how we should look at dealing with our children going forward, right? Absolutely. Now, as we spoke earlier, I wanted to talk a little bit more about sexual sexual uh, sexual sexual situational awareness for um for both for both parties like you have sons uh -huh. right and daughters core you have a son and a daughter 
their sons and a daughter. So meaning he has both of the conversation to be had, right? Now, mm-hmm. this is not meant to do anything, but for me, I feel like I would have thought the same way. And I thought it was interesting as a male because how we, we are we are socialized. When it came down to the conversation of consent, you automatically mm-hmm. went to talking to you about your daughter, right? Mm-hmm. And so as men, when it comes down to consent and it comes down to thinking about sexual situation awareness, how as men, Corey, do you think that we can deal with our sons and young men that are in our lives to have them have a bit more information when it comes to sexual situation awareness based on how they're being socialized? I mean, when you think about locker room talk, when you think about mm-hmm. uh, uh, um boys must become men type of talk that we have with our sons. It is a little bit rougher. It's, it's taught them to be a little bit more aggressive, especially going after what we want. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how do we think that we kind of deal with that going forward, especially because you have sons right now that will eventually get there. And after this, I'm going to segue into something else that I like about this era that me and you talked about before, Angie, but go ahead with that, Corey. So let's be clear. Um, one, for a man, it will be easier to talk to a boy. Mm-hmm. Reason why is because everything you'd have been through, or he didn't been through, or, or or is about to go through, you'd have been through it. For one, yeah. two, when you're dealing with girls, they're a little more delicate, so you have to be more. You have to use your vocabulary a little bit more because you don't want to scare them into you don't want to damage them too much to where you scare them too bad now when it comes to boys you can simply just have an actual conversation you can simply explain to them hey this is what you don't do as a young man this is what you're supposed to grow up to this is what you're supposed to look out for this is how you're supposed to react to things and if you're uncomfortable you can always I'm not an advocate for the cops, but you can always call the police. You can always do something. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah, so that got to be the last, last resort, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not an advocate, especially as a young black male. It never, even when you're the victim, you it always turns out to you. At, at that point, even if, even if you're if you're the victim of the males calling, they they are automatically coming at you first. I mean, that's yeah. just that that's that's police um, tactics one on one. But, but see, we just sidetracked it. But um, yeah. to to be honest, w- with males, it's just easier to have a conversation with, especially when you have been through everything that they'd have been through. So boys, it's 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 a smoother process than it is dealing with a young lady as a man, person. Yeah. I think I think that I agree and disagree with you. Okay, elaborate. Um, I think where it comes to being a man we are still dealing with our socializations with our boys, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, let's have the conversation like, I understand that you want sex, but it's okay to wait for your time, right? Absolutely. I understand that this point is important because you hear your boys, yeah, man, I got such and such, man, I got it in, da 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 And then not to feel pressure to be in that way. Because I think from, I'm, and I'm talking from my experience and as, as for a male, from your experience, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the same. When, when I when I started having sex, it wasn't necessary that I thought I was truly ready. 
It was necessarily mm-hmm. to the fact that it was the conversation of the time. And it's about being at first for men, right? I was like, yo, it's a competition. Like, this is my boy. Like, yo, I'm going to get it before you. You ain't going to get it. Duh, duh, duh. And that mm-hmm. drove me in a sexual sense uh, versus saying, am I comfortable at this moment? Is this really the conversation I want to have? Because, I mean, you know, I think about for myself that I, I've already done wrong in that sense. Like, as a young man with another young man who's very close to me, he's like, I mean, you as close as family as you can get, right? Mm-hmm. Spent his time with me as I was a young adult. Now, I do think I taught him ways to protect himself as we talked before. Like, yo, you're not going to put yourself in a situation with Shorty. But what you're going to do to get Shorty is this, right? And it was still the different mindset of the conversation was more so geared towards him reaching all of his end goals versus, yo, do you, are you even like, is this even what you want right now? And mm-hmm. if it isn't, it's cool, right? It's okay mm-hmm. to wait. It's okay to understand that the situation can take time, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, and it's really hard to remove myself, and I'm talking right now because I don't have a son, right? I don't have that where you get that male-to-male personality. I have two women in my household. So, I mean, I'm looking at, oh, I got to make sure I talk to my daughter so she don't get messed up by some asshole, right? But think about this, though. You you talk to your daughter a little more delicate than you did I know. The reason why I say, you might think you don't, but when you have a son, you will notice the difference. Like, yeah, with your that might, daughter, be, true. That might like, be true. That might be true. Yeah. You, you're more, a, what's the right, right word? You're just more patient and understanding, mm-hmm. and you try to culture through it just a little bit better. Then with the boy, you're like, I, right, I t- told you this. Now, come on, we got to actually execute this. It's a little so, different. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do you think that that's part of your socialization as a man, though, right? When you're dealing with your sons? Mm-hmm. Honestly, no. I think that it's a part of testosterone. So, reason, so, why, reason why I, I said it like that. <laughs> reason why I said it like that is because when you're dealing with your boys, it's more of I'm raising you to be a strong man, a strong, respectable man. And Socialization. Mm-hmm. So you would call that socialization. I mean, it is. I mean, so so a hundred percent. Like the concept of of gender roles for me, mm-hmm. that ain't changed, right? Yeah, I know I have it. So if, if my dad was like, "Oh, you're not doing what it takes to take care of your family," oh, no, nah, I'm talking about Doctor G facial expression. Yeah. I need to know go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We we don't we don't almost cut her out the combo. Come on, it's the faces for me. Oh, come, on, come on, come on, come on. We almost cut out the combo. My face. So I apologize, but I would say I would say this: gender roles are definitely changing, whether we like it or not. Like there has just there has just been a shift, especially within the last twenty years, with technology, with education, with women taking different roles and positions in life, with people deciding to abate marriage and and relationships, people foregoing sex. All of these things are changing the zeitgeist of what gender roles look like. And they're going to continue to change. What I would also say, though, I mean, no matter how we feel about it, what I would also say is that, I think people have this misconception that women don't also have testosterone, just like men don't also have estrogen, right? You mm-hmm. can have, yeah, you, you can have, you, any got, you got feminine men, men right? just like you got masculine women. You have feminine women, men that aren't, you yeah. know, homosexual. You have very masculine women or, you know, all of these things. And so as, as, 
just as men have different degrees of sex drive, women have different degrees of sex drive. And those show up, you know, fairly early on. And so I would say, you never really know what your child is going to be on and what they're going to be like, even if it's predicated on what you've been through. Having that same conversation that you have with your daughters, have it with your sons in the same, generally in the same ways. Like, I'm not an advocate necessarily for treating boys and girls exactly the same because we're not. We're not the same. And we're not going to all go through the same things, right? Mm -hmm. But it is so incredibly, incredibly important for men to talk to women about sex straight. And for men to talk to women about their desire to have sex. And, you know, it's okay to wait, but it's whatever your paradigm is. If it's okay for your child to engage in sex, telling them that, you know what I mean? Whatever you are implanting in your sons, implanting in your daughters, so that that conversation becomes normal. And making sure, you know, if you do have a two-parent household, making sure that your wife is there to have those conversations with your sons as well, with your daughters as well. Because again, we are having completely different conversations about yeah. the same thing that we're trying to come together and do. And that's why it gets so, there's many reasons why it gives F up. But I think truly that that is one of the reasons is because our programming is so different because we're trained and talked to differently. Not to say it's wrong, but I think it would be helpful if you are patient and kind with your daughter, be patient and kind with your son. If you real with your son, and be real with your daughter. Be both. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I so think much, it's just, it I feel helps like it's a so lot. so much easier said than done, though. Of course right, right? Yeah, and I think it's so much easier said than done. Different. It's very different. <laughs> I don't have a stake in these children like yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. do. You know yeah. what I mean? Good question. Like, so, like, are you close with your father? Uh, I don't have a dad, so. Uh, I, 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 my bad. <laughs> we, we, not, we not ready to go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, the answer is no. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so okay, I, I look at it this way. I look at it this way, right? I, I think that it's interesting, and 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 I know for people like me and Corey, one one of the things is that I, I, having a friendship the way that we do, we definitely have conversations that deal with real life applications that yeah. are uncomfortable to have for most people, but yeah. it makes people better for it. Now, I like by any means, I want to say this out loud: I am not a doctor. There is no VR behind my name. I, I, I'm i not anything. I just think that the way that I view the world for me and mine, right, mm-hmm. is that I hope that I'm doing the right thing. But yeah. at the same time, how I view for me and mine, if I'm going to talk to my homie, like, he's going to be like, look, this is what I'm thinking. Yo, what are you thinking? You actually have sons. Like, I have a daughter. Like, I remember mm-hmm. early on, like, my wife was like, oh, my God, like, you're you're so rough with her. And I was like, dude, what you mean? (laughs) Like, at the end of the day, my entire goal, because I have seen and, you know, we all react to situations that we've seen and what we know, right? And Mm -hmm. I have seen situations where I truly felt, in my opinion, and, you know, to me, it was was a little asinine as I get older and mature throughout the years, that women had issues with not understanding sexual situational awareness when it came to males. Because Fathers do not have the talk dealing with sexual encounters with their daughters. So mm-hmm. it's and so and so to me, it's not it's not even the fact to say that you know guys and girls want something different. I really think that men and women are very more in line than we are apart 
when it comes to that sexual um, gravitational pull. I, I'm just saying, this is my opinion, bro. It's my opinion, bro. It's my opinion, bro. It's my opinion. I don't have. Okay, so 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 talk about what Angie said. The world is changing, like it's shifting. Now, I do not believe that gender roles have shifted. What I believe is that gathering has become closer to one another, which sometimes makes the water murky. So I just had a conversation earlier today when we were at a family event where if, even if you look through nature, right, men have always been a protector. We're talking about other species now. When you look at the gorilla, the, when you look at, we are considered a species, right? We just have a higher cognitive ability. Now, if you, if, you, if you look at the animal, right, if you look at animal king, we talk about lions. Women do all the gathering. Women make all the money. Let's put that at 100%. But guess who's yeah. the one that gets up if somebody breaks in your house? Yeah. When you look at nature, right, and you look at nature mm-hmm. and, and you're seeing it, the lion is the one that protects the pride when somebody comes up. The male. If you got mm-hmm. a pack of hyenas, it's not the women going after the hyenas. It's the male going after the hyenas. When another male comes mm-hmm. in and approaches women, it's the male beating his ass, getting them off the women. But it's the same <laughs> concept when you take a look at, at the elephants, right? The women mm-hmm. are usually considered the leader of the herd. But when it mm-hmm. comes time, a man steps into his role, right? That's him. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation never to me is that we have changed into roles, but we have gotten to the point where now that we understand anybody can be gatherers, right? Anybody mm-hmm. can bring in that process of, of income. But not only that, we as a culture and as a and as a species have put dominance on gathering versus mm. what we bring together to the table. And I think that that's huge, right? And so yeah. it doesn't mean because a woman lion knows how to fight and bring home a gazelle that she won't F her dude up, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But in the middle of the day, if another person's approaching, it's tap, tap, tap. Oh, I know you sleep, but you better go deal with that person trying to get in the house. Absolutely, absolutely. Because she know at that point, at that point, she's never going to be the person that does it, right? And so mm-hmm. what that's bringing up is that everybody is moving closer to this paradigm, as you said before. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think the general rules have changed. So, I mean, when you speak to your daughter and you speak to your son, there are pertinent, pertinent parts of the innate things due to our sex nature that are just in us. Now, if you live on your own, no. I understand. You don't think that? You That's think not that? science. Like, I'm just going to tell you that. I just said I'm not a doctor. I just said I'm not a doctor. I just said I'm not a doctor. I agree you on most of what you were saying. I do. And you said something that was actually pretty profound, that we're moving closer to everybody, like moving closer to this kind of like line, right? But we put so much emphasis on the gathering. And so I think that that is a huge part of why, especially now, women's sex drives have never have never really changed. But we've been socialized to be so demure and to be so, so enacted upon party rather than Mm -hmm. the actor when it came to sex that. It just was something you were supposed to repress. And you guys touched on this in in the the podcast that you guys did about women being the one that you really need to watch out for because their game is on a whole yeah. other level. 
You can't you yeah. cannot repress nature. And so even if you're telling a woman, oh, you should be quiet, you should be this, you should be that, we're not going to do it. It's gonna come out in some other form. But now as we move closer and closer to these lines, women are women are allowed to do what it is the heck that they want to do and you're starting to see that that yeah. sex drive that we have that desire that we have for sex whether it be um platonic whether it be casual whether it be coupled whatever it is mm. is no different and again it has never been any different the expectation for us to pretend as though yeah. it was different is. And so now that you're seeing that we are becoming just as dominant in our sexual desires, in our sexual knowledge, in our sexual exploration, men find themselves being acted on just as much as women oftentimes. And so that does change the conversation about what sex looks like. It does change the conversation about desire and what's okay and what's not okay with that in mind for men yeah. and women. It's far more similar. It's all, it's almost like one thing I can say too, though. I feel like um, when it comes to men trying to speak with their daughters or other women, mm -hmm. I feel like women made it a little more difficult because we have to be choosy on our words. We have to be the best way that I you can have. say it. We have to, huh? You can. My, listen, when my cousins talk to me about sex, I never got the sex talk from my mom. I got the sex talk from my hood AF cousins who were all men out here in the street, like looking at me like, hey, what I, what I do to this girl when I take you on this day, don't ever let a man do to you or make sure a man does this for you. But also having that sex talk, they didn't mince their words. They didn't, they didn't, they talked to me just like they were talking I also to think, my other but, 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 but see, what I was trying to say is that, um, like I, as a man, when I do approach mm -hmm. a woman, I talk to her a certain way. I don't mm -hmm. talk to her as aggressive. I don't talk to her like as one of the homies, like, hey, bro, bring your ass over here or something like that. <laughs> I don't talk to her that way, so I'm trained to approach a woman a certain way. So yeah. when you try to talk to your daughter, you're like, all right, I still have to approach her a certain way. I still have to approach mm -hmm. her the same way I do another woman on the street. I have to approach her with a little more delicacy. Like I have to so be I, 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 I agree with you to an extent. Like yeah. with my with wife, my daughter, my mother, I feel that way, right? But if you're not one of those to me, I don't care what I say to you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on. Hold I on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah, what yeah. I say to you. If I have what it is with you, if you cool. what it is, non his friends of all genders equally the same. <laughs> but see, right. that's the difference. I, it's a difference when you have the homies and your homies, yeah. male or female, yeah. than when you have your woman and your daughter. You know you gotta yes. talk to your woman a certain way, and, and you know you have I to say, talk I to your daughter. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. But with a, that. a regular person on the street, nah, you gonna have all the. But I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think the conversation comes in is that even though we know that that's in our mind a conversation that we have. Oh, when it comes to the baby girl, you know, mm -hmm. I gotta, I, I, I gotta be gentle. But I think a lot of that still comes back to the conversation, the socialization, socialization versus. Mm -hmm the conversation of her man ain't going necessarily always talk to her that way. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it ain't going on. always. Okay, time out. Me and bro go have me and bro go. I am I am going to put this into be at your neck. true okay, 
terms. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm gonna put this in the two terms. Have you ever gotten frustrated with your wife, Corey? Absolutely, ever... I got frustrated, but I never disrespected her. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I didn't say that you had to call out her name to disrespect her. Mm-hmm. Have you ever put bass in your voice when you were frustrated with her? Oh no, I just get quiet. I just get quiet and you never use bass on her. That's smart. No, that's and smart. Reason why I, I know I don't. I'm gonna get angry, <laughs> and since I know I'm gonna get angry, I, I, I shut up, and that's what piss her off the most. I shut okay, right that's there. Fair. That's fair. That's, that's fair. So you're, you're playing different You're playing different game. See, and you, I, gotta, for me, you also got to know your woman, because you know, like, yeah. hey, for some of us, you put some bass in your voice, and we go from ready to have this conversation to ready to cut you. I mean, it just depends on the person. See, I feel like you get just a little cuckoo. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends on the person. I will tell you, I think all people are crazy. I think men are crazy. I think women are crazy, and I think it just depends on the degree. And if you got a crazy chick who it lives deep down, like deep down on the inside, and nobody really thinks she's crazy, she will. You. She'll end you. So don't do it. The quiet people are the ones that end you. Corey's the one that's going to put rat poison in, in her Starbucks nope. coffee. Okay. Well, Starbucks. I know she loves Starbucks. I completely agree with what you're saying about treating and speaking to your children, your wife, your sons, your daughters with degrees of respect that are necessary. I I agree. One more thing, John. One more thing. Um, and Jess Hilarious just posted this the other day. She was like, um, when a woman says, oh, don't do this, do the opposite. So whatever she say, do, do the opposite because she really wants to do that. What she see, like, when she said and what Dr. G said does not match. Like, those are two different Yo, things. but how about, how about, okay. I, I, so I thought said, I wasn't going to no, bring this up because Andrew always says fun. that this is constantly rapey, right? And I don't oh, think that this word is Hold on. Okay, no, because what Corey don't said makes sense, right? Hold on. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. Hold on. What if you were in a situation, and I'm pretty sure that many people have been in a situation where there's two different no's? Do you believe in that, Corey? This is on air. Like, I'm just okay. I am not saying. I'm not saying that you have to go through with it. But do you believe that certain people have two different notes? And so look, I'm gonna be, be, be honest with you. Like I done been through two situations. I had a chick say, nah, I ain't going for it. And I had a chick say no, but then turn around and put her ass on my dick. <laughs> that doesn't like like what like what the hell do you do with that? Like what do you do? Like what do you do at that moment? Like what like what should be your response? <laughs> Women make it hard for us. You, you, Angie, you run from this so much, but this is actually what happens in the real world. It happens sometimes. I understand. It happens more than not. Oh, I don't do this. Oh, here's the thing. I don't do this. Back to what you were saying the whole time, John. Socialization. Socialization. Here's the thing. Different cultures will allow you to engage in sex in different ways, right? And what I mean by that is some cultures, you are allowed to be very like, yeah, I know X, Y, Z, and the dude is like, great, let's do it. And other cultures, when you're like that, they're like, yo, like, why are you so aggressive or this or this or that? So I will say in having experiences with different cultures, you can have an allowance 
to never be seen as a whore for what you desire or a hoe for what you desire. And some cultures, almost no matter what you desire, you may be seen that way. So there is this paradigm, like you were saying, that, you know, if I have to say no in order to receive his respect, I will say, sweetheart, if you're worried about his respect, he's not somebody you should be sleeping with. However, I, I, I should look this way so that he respects me. And I should say no when I really want yes, but it really does mess it up because when you actually mean no, how is one supposed to know the difference, right? Oh my God. It's not, oh. it's not a good, it's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good look. And so when I say there are not two types of no's, I mean that. No just means no, right? It just means no. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. I've been in situations where a guy has been like, oh yeah, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, all right, bet. And then they're like, oh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not having another conversation with you about it. We're not, we're not gonna talk about it again because for one, I don't want you to ever be in a situation ever, right? Having been in situations myself like this, I don't ever want you to be in a situation where you don't feel like you're being heard and whatever you are okay with is going to be respected. That's just me. But I'm not gonna talk to you again about it. If you say no, or if you say you're not sure, at this point in my life, it hasn't always been that way, but as I grow and develop, it's a no for me. Now, baby who was like, no, but then flap, you're not getting anywhere near it. You said no, this is not, no. No, okay, no. She's no. saying that like when the man no. is out, though. No, I want to. No, no, no. It, 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 it wasn't out. No, no, okay. no. I was See? sitting on my bed. Motherfucker, just no, but you <laughs> put it right on it, like bro, like now, nah, like I don't know what. <laughs> and to that do. also, where was the consent? You know what I'm saying? And that also speaks to like sexual assault and all of these things. It gets too milly, and I mean, just like you guys made it very clear that you had your rules, and your rules were hard set. Like, nah, if you not smashing and that's the that's the situation we have, you're not coming over here. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. It has to be the same thing. And let me make it very, very clear. Men deserve consent just like women do. There is nothing about your bodies that are not inherently wonderful and special that you guys don't deserve being requested of. The same thing that we desire. Consent should always be given, right? Which is also why you have so many men that are sexually assaulted and raped that don't feel they have a place to report it because we devalue your sexuality as men and it's not okay and I find it to be unacceptable having so many nieces and nephews that, you know, you're going to have to think about what's going to happen to them when they start engaging in sexual situations earlier and earlier and earlier. Consent is always enthusiastic consent. Like you were touching on, John, seven states in the United States have enthusiastic consent laws, which mean for every act, you have to constantly reassure, like, are you sure? Yes, like, is this verbal good? Yes, like, you want to yes. do this? You need a verbal yes. Yeah, so if you yes. are like, Hey, I want to change it up and do this. I want to put it here. Is that okay? So how do you okay? Time out. So 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 my question is, if you say I want to do this and she says yes, is that is that consent or do you got to say that okay? That's consent. Okay. So how do you? And so, just like I did, like. I mean, and that's also a thing, like literally I've had trainings where I teach people, where I've taught people, how do you go about engaging in consent without ruining the mood? Because that's the assumption. Yo, that's if tough, I ask, bro. It'll ruin that's the mood. tough. Yo, hold on. Hold on. We had that conversation. So think about it. <laughs> Yo, you know the story of me and my wife's first kiss, right? Like I swear to God. 
I mean, yes. I'm just saying. Her <laughs> eyes told me yes. Stop saying things like that. <laughs> She's clearly married to me. What are you saying? She is. But here's the thing. I've talked to so many people that are like, oh, I can't rape my wife and other kinds of things. I didn't say I couldn't rape her. I didn't say I couldn't rape her. What I am telling you <laughs> is what the situation had called for at that moment. She wanted like that. Ooh. Mm-hmm. She no moment, right? You don't believe in the no 90 moment. I hate you so huh? much. So you don't believe in the 90-10 rule? Okay, okay. So so, so let me tell you how it works. Hold on, hold on. Corey, 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 Corey. Obviously, I, I, believe, I believe in the 90-10, right? I'm not saying that. What, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is at the moment, and you've probably been in moments like this where you know y'all have had a great time, but it's like, all right, we're not trying mm-hmm. to go here yet, right? Mm-hmm. And she give you the big see <laughs> with the eyes, right? You know what I'm talking about. What if about, she had a stroke? Like, what if like <laughs> that gonna be kidding? Like, what if she's like calling an ambulance? Like, what? <laughs> she was not having a stroke though. She wasn't having a stroke though. But what I'm telling you is she would not say that I assaulted her if you ask her about our first kiss. Oh my gosh. You know what? And fair enough, but I'll tell you this. So you remember when I told you I started that whole like personal research of like, have you ever been in a sexual situation you didn't want to be in? That all came about in having a conversation with somebody and they were like, Angie, that's assault, maybe rape. And I was like, no, it's not. And then I was like, oh shoot. Oh, oh dang. You know what I mean? So again, as you grow and mature and you learn that certain things that you were always taught are not okay. Like for me <laughs> in the cartoons, the dude always grabs a girl and kisses her. And so Yo, you're like, Peppy oh Le man, Pew, that's lit. Bro, Peppy Le Pew but, is super great culture, bro. Thing, like I told you, not until grad school when somebody actually was like, I want to kiss you. Can I kiss you? And I was like, did you say yeah. yes? Oh, yeah. you did? Yeah. I said Nasty. yes, but it opened up a door for me that I was just like, yo. Oh, I really thought you was about to say that you kissed him because he opened up the door for you. If, if, he sure did. He opened up the door and it opened up the door for me to give other people the same treatment. And I had yeah. to realize I'm a whole grown woman in graduate school with however many encounters of however nature I have had. And I've never really been given that consent. And so... Yeah. It was just normal not to be asked if my body could be acted upon. It was just normal, mm-hmm. even though I never even thought, did I like that? Did I not like that? Until this so, individual was like, you, hey. if you If you didn't know what consent was, well, if you didn't know what rape was, mm-hmm. how do you expect if the other person to, to know what it was, too? Like, he probably didn't know that he physically assaulted you in that way. You probably mm-hmm. didn't know that and you didn't know it yourself until somebody yeah, I mean, else had to explain it to you. So yeah, how I mean, it's, it's very possible. Um I think it's more I possible than say, that, right? Because I will say I will say this. There I'll be clear. There are situations when there is no ambiguity that oh, yeah, the other absolutely. person is not engaging you. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. And then absolutely. there are situations absolutely. and then there are situations where Consent is not sought, and so you have no idea if the other person actually wants to okay. engage with you. And right? Real, real, it's a real quick question. So you yes. used earlier, um, I'm trying to think of exact word that you used earlier. It just hit my head because we were just talking about it, where you talk mm-hmm. about people being engaged and the point of not knowing. So educationally, yes. Corey, Corey mentioned 
when 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 uh okay yeah here it goes so when when we talk about parentals giving the sex conversation mm-hmm. i would be so curious if you were to do research on how many adults truly outside of what school sexual education was learn how to put mm-hmm. on a condom if your school did that and mm-hmm. not telling you what scds you're going to catch had mm-hmm. a conversation about everything else in the span that is dealing with sex within itself, right? I, I think that okay. we use it so far it. as what it is because, I mean, there's no way to know. I'm trying to say I didn't know because all yeah. of my decisions weren't made based on am I doing consent or right. am I protecting my ego in disappointment? Mm. Like yeah. that's a whole and different, that, and that's- That was definitely part of my research. And yeah. like I said, the majority, and when I say the large majority, I haven't pulled out my dissertation in quite some time, but the large majority got conversations that were about don'ts. They did not get conversations that were about oral sex, anal sex, consent, um, different outside of the box sexual activities and behaviors. I asked all of these questions and a lot of them did not get that. And a lot of them disturbingly did not get the conversation about rape like mm. what it is and what it looks like and how to how to say no. And so yeah, these conversations aren't being had. And a lot of those same individuals, when I'm comparing data and doing these things, are the same individuals that are engaging in activities that you know they may not wanna be engaging in or may have hookup remorse, right? And so again, there are so many nuances and so many ways that we are not taught. But if I if I look back over over situations in my life of encounters, there are very few I've ever been in, uh, I've ever been comfortable in. Very few. Dang, and that's, that's just a norm. And that's a norm for a lot of women, right? As we talk about Women's Awareness Month, that's a norm I'm... for so many women that you know you do it because you don't. You, you don't know what he's going to do if you don't do it or you do it because you're not sure like he won't hit you or fight you or, you know, do it anyway. You know what so I mean? So my question is for women, when do you get to that point where how you're speaking of you do it because happens? Because so so for me. I mm-hmm. think that that's where the information where I, I came from, because I think I don't know if you remember that summer that our school that we went to had that whole Twitter fiasco <sighs> with the Me Too, everybody getting outed. Like, I so do. Our, our, like our school went through like a whole process of everybody getting outed. But yeah. as I read the stories, right, they were yeah. chillingly, and what I mean by chillingly, similar. Mm-hmm. I went to kick it with him because I mm-hmm. liked him. Yeah. And then he took it to the next level and yeah. I did not know how to say no. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm asking, is it based on former situations that have happened to this woman where she is uncomfortable or is it based on conversation? When, at what point do you as a woman say, Hey, in my mind, because this man is now approaching me, because I, I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, you're not doing anything wrong trying to have sex, right? I, I want to put that clearly. So if you ask, if you ask, I say if you ask, if you ask, I, was if, waiting. I said if you ask, if you ask <laughs> to have sex. <laughs> 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 
But I, I just said, hold on, I gotta paint the picture. If you ask right. to have okay. sex, right? Okay. And yeah. Or or if you're kissing and heavy petting is 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 mm-hmm. moving and leading into the next direction, mm-hmm. at what point is is she like, hey, whoa, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I want to know in my mind, how does a woman go from A to Z to automatically I need to do this so that I can get out of the situation or I'm not hurt. Or mm-hmm. what is that? Because I keep hearing that it wasn't necessarily that a guy would be, I'm choking you and I'm taking you down. You're going to take this. You know what I mean? Versus, hey, you know, I'm trying to get this girl. I'm just, I'm asking, I'm asking. I'm asking. I mean, I'm okay, I will say a disclaimer that I will give is Corey's strategy is one of the best. If you are uneducated about consent, let them ask you. Let them be. Or let them lead. So With is consent, it, is right? It, is, let them lead. That's the best strategy. Just a disclaimer, right? Because so then, what if you have two people that are uneducated? I'm just saying, if you're uneducated, honestly, if two people are you know what I'm saying? Let the woman take the lead first. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, let the woman take the lead. Let her kiss you first. And again, I'm saying this all within the vein of consent. Let her ask you for things, right? Um, outside of that. I can't, I mean, I can't speak for these women, but the fact that it's eerily similar is is not is not odd because, like I said again, e, it goes back to the fact that women are expected to be quiet. Women are expected to be demure. Women are expected to be palatable is the best way I can put it. And so when that is the expectation that you grow up with in so many facets, on the playground, in your home, the way that you were talked to, the way that you were expected to talk, the way that you engage with men, you're not being taught. And as a woman who was not taught these things, like, and I mean, John, you know me, like I said, I speak in neon. So when I tell people, yes, I've had situations where I've definitely been sexually assaulted. They're surprised because it's like, oh, but Angie, you're so, you know, this and this and that. But it also comes down to the fact of being in a situation that you did not think was going to go in a direction that you didn't want it to go, whether you were explicit about that or you guys didn't talk about where it would go and you're expecting or hoping, let's be real, most women hope rather than expect that a man is going to seek their permission before acting on their body. And it doesn't often happen. So when you're in that situation, it comes down to, oh shit, this isn't what I wanted. And then it starts to be, let's think about how I'm going to make it out of this situation. And sometimes making it out of the situation becomes, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight him because I don't want him to hit me. I'm not going to fight him because I don't want this to happen. Because the moment that you're in a situation that starts going where you didn't want it to go, if that person hasn't asked for your permission, the assumption is they're not going to. Okay. And that's a terrifying <laughs> feeling. It's it's absolutely yeah. terrifying. So it becomes a lot of, I'm just going to make it through it and report it later. Or I'm just going to make it through it and never tell anyone. Or I'm going to fight him and hopefully I get away. Or I'm not going to win like he's 6'4 and 250 pounds and he already didn't ask. So he's going to keep not asking. I mean, And that's so- a regular occurrence. Truly Almost every woman I know has been in that particular situation or situations that go further into rape. Almost every single woman I know. So, because Corey, you had something it's not for asked. Her. 
Yeah, Corey, you had something for her. Go ahead before I jump. Nah, in. so I mean, it, it's for both of y'all. So, um, when y'all was speaking on the rape thing in the college or whatever, um, I never slept with a white woman before, and the reason why is because <laughs> not. I mean, like, like for real, because I was taught, like, yo, don't touch them. They always claim rape. It's like, like you keep seeing, you keep seeing these black dudes. They all get claimed raped on. I was like, shit, maybe stay away from the motherfuckers because I don't never want that shit to happen. Right. <laughs> hey, yo, I mean, look, I'm going to say this much, right? I think, I think, I think that, you know, I, I kind of alluded to it in, in our, in our podcast when, when, uh, when, uh, we spoke about interracial relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it deals a lot with where our forefathers come from in this country dealing with, uh, people from different races and ethnic backgrounds and things of that sort. And so I a hundred percent agree. Like my mom was always told me that white woman will have you under the bus, but then you got to think about it. They're growing up and seeing Emmett Till. They're Mm -hmm. growing up into a situation where, you know, you're a black ball player and white girl, give it to you. Daddy find out. And you've been wrongfully accused in jail for 20 odd years. I mean, these mm-hmm. are all true cases, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is yet again, and, I, and, and I'm glad that you said that because I think that this also speaks to the conversation of where minds go to. I think what Angie was talking about, when a woman is in a situation or a man is in a situation that mm-hmm. they did not particularly have or were asked permission to be in, um, and it's everything that goes through your mind at that time. Every movie you've ever seen with rape has happened. Mm-hmm. It's every story you've ever heard. Because I was in my mind, like I'm always asking myself the question is why, 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 why is fighting not your number one option, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, 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 and it's unfair as me as a man to say that mm-hmm. because that is my number one option. Mm-hmm. You back me in the corner, I've been taught that. And that's mm-hmm. also a different as against how we are put into a position to be socialized. So mm-hmm. if our women are always taught to be dainty and and, and, and quaint and quiet, seen, not heard type of deal, you know, I can see now kind of more having the conversation more and more, how that puts them in that position to feel like if I shut up and take it, it's going to be better for me. But then it's like, if I shut up and take it, then you didn't do what you had to do to get out of the situation. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do or damned if you don't. And I think that's why it's so important for us as men, especially when it comes to our young women. And like, you know, I've always said for me, now that I have a daughter, if if she ever comes to me with an allegation, right? Mm-hmm. She is always correct until, if she comes to me and she had to tell me she lied, right? She would have to say, daddy, I lied about X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I would be so hurt because I think I plan to talk to her about the ramifications for both sides of this, right? Honey, mm-hmm. if a man lies on you, this can damage you for life. Yeah. And if you lie on him and it comes out, not only did you ruin him, but you ruined your life. So it's two lives ruined within the conversation. And so I think that that's so important because when Andy talks about it, like the conversation of sex never goes beyond the, 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 this is the result of sex, right? Versus mm-hmm. the complexities that sex and sex culture and, and, and consent culture encompass, which are so many different avenues. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, yo, like when I listen to y'all both talk about the situations, it just, it just helps me connect the puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. And so now I think that that's kind of where that question for me comes from in a sense when I look at it. Now, see, I'm not only speaking for mm-hmm. my daughter, I'm speaking for my sons. Yeah. The reason mm-hmm. why is because I know I'm going to be okay, but it's the fact that when they get put in that situation, when they get yeah. put in a situation where they've been lied on, it, it makes it to where, let's be honest, they do not believe the male first. They always believe the female. It's been situational that a woman is a victim and the male is a predator. I Absolutely. mean, but that, but that's the process of, of elimination going through, through social presence, right? But yeah, like I mean, you just said, but like you just said, exactly John, you said into proving that she lied, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. when you will feel disappointed. But yeah. even though she lied, this young man is already damaged. Yeah, his life, his life is ruined. His life is ruined. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so yeah. like, how do we prevent these actions? When you, we have young men, I'm about to drop the segue. 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 But hold up, hold up, Angie. Remember <laughs> the conversation we had before the school year started when I had the conversation with all my young guys going to college yes. to play basketball? Yes. Yo, so if you're going to play Division One, you're usually going to what's called a PWI. Right? Yes. Now, yes. Predominantly white institutions, right? Absolutely. So the key word is white institutions. So one of the things is this. I mean, I had one of the guys coming in was a number one recruit, like as a trainee. Now, hey, if you and your girlfriend don't make it, bro, because he's not really that type to be a cheater. But I was like, if they don't make it, right? Because he was teetering, he ain't know yet. Hopefully she don't listen. Oh my God. <laughs> you just played this whole thing out here. Nah, 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 nah. We good. They young. They ain't listening. They ain't oh, listening. Man. And so, and so I was like, yo, I tell tell you, tell your homeboys, start downloading consent apps. Yes. You need to make sure, especially in today's culture, mm-hmm. that you are a hundred percent. And you can even write everything in that you would do that night, right? It's gonna put it, it's gonna put it in perspective, right? And we both so, agree it's a literal contract. So mm. it's like, hey, you know, if you talk about yeah, we about to use wits, but but butt plugs and the nipple clamps, right? She gotta say yes, 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 and yes, right? And then she gotta she gotta electronically <laughs> sign. Electronically sign her name. Yep, DocuSign And hey, bada bing, bada boom, right? But I think and what I fun. love about it is there's updates that if you guys are engaging in the activity and the person has decided like to stop, you can add an addendum to the contract to let it know that consent was revoked for these acts. Like Damn. I love that. I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but one thing I do want to say though, if you are a young man or a young female, yeah. y'all do just want to both people. It's not just for men. Y'all can contact us, and we can just have a talk and just guide y'all through the way through any of these issues that that you're going through. Most definitely, don't be afraid. Men, of men, 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 mentoring is big for Absolutely. both of us. I think men or women, trust me, it, we will it, help. It is. It is. It is definitely possible. I mean, I think for us, we're definitely gonna have Angie back, especially and do like a kind of do like maybe 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 we do like a whole live show on and have people come in and ask questions. No, I ain't gonna lie, she gotta come to Atlanta. 
She ain't coming, man. I'm trying to get her out here. <laughs> yeah, I highly like that I'm coming back to the continental U.S. anytime soon outside of like California. But we can, you know, we can all meet in there. But I love that really what you guys got at at the end of all of this yeah. is that all of this, all of this rape culture, jail time, all of these things, all of these issues can be solved with the same activities that we give each other in regular community, which is consent. I don't come into yeah, your no. house without yeah, knocking you on your door. I don't enter your home without asking if I can come in. And if you was raised right, <laughs> I don't come into your house without asking if I can go in your fridge, asking oh, if I can- your refrigerator without permission. You know me? You know me? So are you telling me when you go to your mama house, you ask to open the refrigerator? I don't live there no more, so I sure do. I, I, I asked Corey a question. I been, oh, hold on. Hold I on. asked Corey a question. Hold on. All right. So, so, so look. So look. I ain't going to hold you. Mama don't got to ask me, and I don't got to ask her. So we got to understand. You have an understanding, right? And so that's my thing is that there is an understanding. But for such mundane and basic things, we ask for permission because it's respectful. So I will yeah. say this. Sex is a uniting process. It is a spiritual unification, whatever you're doing within that process. And if you care about the person, you must care about yourself as well as the person enough to always, male or female, seek consent for every act to make sure that that person is comfortable because it is always better, whatever you're doing, when both of you feel safe, secure, and free to do whatever it is that you want to do. So always, always, Quick always. Question. Do you know some of the application names for? Uh, I don't, but I consent. can get them for you. Okay. I can get you, especially so, the one that had the addendums for the revoking of consent. So I will go ahead by the time this releases. I know you're hearing this now, but well, when it releases, I'll go ahead put the I'll, I'll put the uh, the links inside the description for each of the apps that Angie gets me okay. for consent. Yo, I and mean, you can this also print out contracts like. I I won't drop your name. You know who you are, but I know somebody who prints out contracts <laughs> and has them. And you know what? I applaud that like nobody's business because he has yeah. run into. And I mean, it was very quick, but it was an issue where there was a question of assault, and it was cleared up. However, from that point on. He's just like, yo, I'm not getting involved in anything that is not clear, is not legal, and is not stipulated. And so yeah, you mean, can always bring out your contracts. These high profile people who are in, in entertainment, they make the ladies or men sign a contract. Oh, yeah. And, you go to that hotel. Followed and by what's called an NDA. All about what's called an NDA. There you go. I mean, real quick. <laughs> I mean, at, at 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 the end of the day of everything that, you know, we're talking about here, I mean, I still think that for me, the largest concept comes down to just ask, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, nice. you just ask and, and you treat them the same way you want to be treated. I mean, I think yeah. if after you establish, uh, you know, whatever works for you guys, because mm -hmm. consent would have been established in the beginning of whatever that is that works for you and the person that you're around, um, mm -hmm. you know, you get to move forward with whatever that is with inside of that relationship or yes. non-relationship that it is. And, you know, but I, I think that even with that, you have to realize that anybody can change their mind at any given time. Mm -hmm. And when that mind has changed, 
honor honor them with the respect that is given for the same concept of asking for 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 that considered app. Andrew, is I'm there letting any- y'all know just because y'all say, "Hey, can I come over tonight?" does not mean y'all fuck it. Let's just be clear. <laughs> Legit. And that's why you can't come over the night. You got to understand that that yo, yo, this is one that of the best things in the world, y'all. Is I am telling you, if that's, if that's not the smartest thing that you can come up with, bro, you just not smart. You feel me? Yeah. I have completely removed <sighs> any type of conversation <sighs> that I fucked up. Because you just can't come over. <laughs> you can't come kick it with me. So, Not so, so lovely put. So well put, John. Just, hey, look. It's the same thing as a contract, just verbal. Okay. Yeah. We're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. It'll be fun. Yo. It is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm going to have everybody leave out on, you know, Whatever they want to give to the consent conversation for the conclusion, uh, we're gonna leave Andrew for last today. So go ahead, Corey. All right. So look, I do want to say is, I, I, huh, Doctor G. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but I do want to say is, though, y'all are able to contact us. Um, it can be email or hit us on here. We will talk to you. We will guide you and help you through anything. For one, two, don't be afraid. It only ha- it's only a conversation. We can help you get through it. Two, ask. Like bro said, just ask. And just because you say, can I come over? does not mean y'all having sex. So I'm going to pass it off to Miss um, Dr. G over there. I go first. She go last. So, to, you know, to go ahead with, with what Corey said, um, it is it is just ask. I mean, now, not only is it just ass, it's it's allowing, you know, and, I, and I'm going to go as far back as we talked about, you know, parents and, and godparents and grandparents. Start early with your kids. Let them understand what what consent is and, and grow with them as, as they grow, male, female, and and show what it is. Like, I mean... When I kiss my wife now, I say, baby, come here. Let me get a kiss. She can say either yes or no, right? So as my daughter sees that conversation in life, mm-hmm. you know, my daddy always asks my mama, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that's kind of like the conversation that goes on. Like, let it start there and continue to go. Please, parents, God brothers, sisters, mothers, daughters, um, people, just with young people, do not be afraid to make the sex conversation non-taboo anymore because what that ends up doing it ends up saving heartache heartbreak and 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 the and and the differences and the world is definitely moving to consent apps all over the world so tinder start putting your consent apps up Mm. Uh, oh my god that's such a great idea Hold up, Tinder. I need 10% if you do that. I need 10%. Hey, listen, you I need 10%. This, this is air. here. This is here right now. I'll put it out. Tinder, start that. I said it first. I said it first. Ooh, I, like I need money. I need money. All right. Yeah, you need money, baby. I like that. That's, That's a good one. And so with all that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to you, Doc. Bring us home. This was just so awesome. Like, it fills my heart with so much joy to see black men 
leading the charge of the conversation about consent and rape culture and all of these things because when it comes from you guys like i don't i don't know what other people feel about it and i quite honestly don't care as the leaders of our communities it's you guys you know what i mean as the leaders of our homes it's you guys and so you guys leading the charge on this conversation is so important and to have these conversations more often and to leave it on the note of porn is not sex i'm just gonna burst the bubble it is not sex this is not that's where fine. you go you said what you had to say already you can't mm, no that's <laughs> it's debatable not sex. <laughs> porn is fun <laughs> Porn can be fun, just like cartoons. If you're letting your kid watch a cartoon about how to cross the street and you're showing them Wile E. Coyote, they're going to run out in the street and think that they can get hit and come back to life and bounce back up on the mountaintop. Will they? No. Okay. That's what porn is to what sex uh, you actually got us right. you got Great it. You got form it. of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. It's like a cartoon. Great form of entertainment. It is not where you go to learn. Okay? So about basically what, what you're saying is be... Porn is not sex. It's a cartoon form of what sex is. Have the conversations, guys. Be mentors in your communities for young men and women to have safe conversations like you guys are saying about learning about what sex is, normalizing these sexual conversations, right? Discovering their sexuality in safe and healthy ways for whatever is okay for them and their family dynamic, but also normalizing the conversation about assault and rape culture and what that looks like and sharing those experiences as black men, as women, right? To the younger generations of what this looks like. And these are not situations that you have to continue to incur, right? That you should always, the only expectation you should have from sex is that it will be asked, right? Consent should always be the only expectation you have of sex. And that's that's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Most so many so You're going to be on here again with us. This oh has God. been another episode <laughs> of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. You know the man cave mindset. And we out. Yeah. Deuce.